Hello and welcome to Court Games, a Legend of the Five Rings podcast funded by the Legend of the Five Rings Discord Patreon. This podcast will focus on the role-playing game stories and lore for Legend of the Five Rings. I'm Korva. I'm Kikita Kaori. And what do we have this week? <laughs> well, this week... I thought we would go through the modules and we're going to talk about ways that your party can move through the modules, turning it into one big kind of epic campaign. Um, so there is a traditional track, which is the way that they are designed to be run in order, and we will explain the traditional track for those who haven't been around while they're coming out. Uh, and then we're going to talk about a little bit of a different track that may work better for your group of players as they're coming in. So we'll offer each one and, you know, stick around to the second half if you want to hear the new one. Or for fast forward if you already know the traditional one. <laughs> there are going to be some spoilers, not very much. This is more like the order in which you would run these as opposed to what happens in them. So hopefully this won't give away anything if you were playing one of these games. And so you're not going to like, oh, no, I already know what happens in this module. That should, but, but do be aware, obviously, we need to, we're going to be discussing things a little bit. But uh, shouldn't be too bad. Shouldn't be too bad. So we're going to make two assumptions when we go through this. First of all, we're going to assume that your group is a multi-clan group. This is the assumption that uh, FFG makes with its modules. It's probably the most common thing people do if given a choice. If you're playing a mono-clan group, there are even more sensible campaigns to have than anything that uh, FFG produces anyway. So, multi-clan group. And we're going to assume that your players are relatively inexperienced in L5R and need a little bit of introduction, ramping up the adventures. But they can ramp up pretty fast. So that's those are the things that we're going to assume. And the first track we'll talk about is the traditional track. And in the traditional track, the players are samurai that start at the top of society and stay at the top of society all the way through the campaign. They are definitely the bigwigs, brightest of their generation, that sort of thing. So you want to talk about the first step of that? Well, the first step of that would be the beginner's box, which is obviously the intended start. It is the quick start for Legend of the Five Rings put out by FFG. And as we all know, this is you starting off in the Topaz Championship, which is like the Junior Olympics. And you will start by playing the best and the brightest of, you know, this generation of young samurai. You are technically not actually adults yet when you start, but presumably you will be by the end of it, unless you completely mess up all your dice rolls, which is actually quite hard. But I'm, I'm sure we can manage it. <laughs> I've, I've certainly managed uh, feats equally as astounding in terms of bad dice rolls. So that is the basic setup. So that gives a good introduction. It is very deliberately set as an on-ramp for both players and GMs for the game system and the setting. And you will end up, by the end of it, you'll, you, that will lead into, without giving things much away, you, this will... 
lead into you being sent to the headquarters of the Emerald Champion uh, in order to uh, keep being trained and uh, to become possibly members of the Emerald Magistrates. So the typical course then would be you are stunningly successful in the Topaz Championship. You may even win the Topaz Championship. You are definitely labeled as the brightest of your generation, and you are therefore then sent to become Emerald Magistrates at the end. So that makes the second adventure, very naturally, the Palace of the Emerald Champion, which is designed as the follow-up. You go to the Palace of the Emerald Champion, and there you are trained up as Emerald Magistrates. You are assigned to investigate Doji Satsume's death. That's not a huge spoiler. And in the end, if you are successful, you end up becoming full Emerald Magistrates. So that's kind of the, the typical course. Yeah, I would generally make them Yuriki rather than Magistrates. I sometimes wonder how deliberate it was. Some people really try and justify 16-year-old full Magistrates. I don't see it myself, and I think Yuriki works so much better myself. So these are assistants too, so they're people who can be told, go here, deal with this, which is much more in keeping, I think. And especially when you're talking about people who are inexperienced with Legend of the Five Rings, they aren't really going to have the knowledge to be a free-roaming character who can go just anywhere because they're not going to know what to do and where to go. And then it, 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 it takes a while before you get an opinion about these are the goals of my characters. But that's a quibble. But anyway, so you end up working within the Emerald Magistrates and becoming the classic Legend of the Five Rings group of investigators. And the fact that you're working for the Imperial Law Enforcement means it's fine to have people from all different clans. The follow-up then, this is an optional one. Uh, I believe the, the official assumption is you'll be going on to the GM screen, Dark Harbor. But as an option, because of the extremely good job they did in investigating the case they got given... It is possible they then get invitations to Wedding at Kyote Castle. Uh, they would be slightly lower status than the adventure assumes to begin with, but you can still make it work. So you kind of have to emphasize, you guys are a little bit lower status than, than most people here, but that adventure can still work. So that's an option you could take. You want to put in Wedding at Kyote Castle here. And that that's about resolving conflict between the lion and the crane. Mm -hmm. After that, and this you can go to straight from Palace of the Emerald Champion if you don't do Wedding at Kyoto Castle, is Dark Harbor, which is the GM screen adventure. In this adventure, you are sent to investigate a missing Otomo. And depending on how the adventure goes, how the quest goes, you end up pursuing... A certain Mahosukai, and I'm not going to give the name of the Mahosukai because that will give away a lot, you know, some of the adventures. So, but there is a certain Mahosukai that you end up um, seeking out and, and is responsible for shenanigans in Slow Tide Harbor. So, uh, you that's the lead that carries you into the next story, which has you headed for the wall 
pursuing a, a certain mahosukai, but there's an optional stop along the way to get you ready for it. Uh, what I particularly like about Dark Harbor is it gives you a, a bigger location for your characters to wander about in, which so that's going to uh, enable as 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 they are progressing and getting more familiar with the setting, they now have a bit more of a sandbox than they have up until this point. The optional adventure following Dark Harbor would be the Highwayman, because if you are pursuing a particular individual, you as a GM can then kind of, well, you hear rumors that they are over here, and you can pretty much set them wherever you want in this case. In this specific situation, this is setting up the Highwayman, and you're following leads that you got from Dark Harbor and end up near the Shinman Forest, which... And conveniently, you're right near that village where it's all set. The missing sake cart driver was last seen in the presence of the person you are seeking. So that's a clue that you want to follow up, which then leads you into the highwayman as the adventure. But at the end of that, once you finish with that adventure, you would then keep following the trail and that will take you into the next adventure which would be Mask of the Oni. Right. So instead of going straight from Dark Harbor, from the GM screen to Mask of the Oni, this is kind of like, oh, there's a stop along the way. Oh, you find the sake driver, you know, has given a ride to the Mahosukai. And now you have to investigate that. It gives you a reason to look into that, yeah. Right. So in the story as written, you go straight into Mask of the Oni asking to pursue this certain mahosukai. And you end up, in the end, as big damn heroes. Uh, you, you end up killing them, saving the spirits of Haruma Castle, uh, and and you come out with uh, plenty of, of glory for defeating that certain mahosukai. In the middle of that, grab the Knotted Tales downloadable supplement happening in the middle of Mask of the Oni. So that's another option you can put in and mix and match. You deal with the Knotted Tales tribe and they help you with your mission at Hiruma Castle. So that's another aspect that you can weave into this campaign. Right. So from here, there's a couple of ways you can go. You can, at this point, you are big heroes, you are called upon, and you are rewarded, which means if you want, you can do Wedding at Kyoto Castle here again as a reward for what you've done with Haruma Castle. If you all died during Mask of the Oni, and this actually applies anywhere else along the way, if, the whole, if you have a wipeout, uh, you can do the Wheel of Judgment module, and it's very possible to die during Mask of the Oni or the High Women or a number of these things. So uh, just keep that always in your back pocket in case of a total party wipeout. Or more typically, what you would do is be rewarded for your feats by being invited as honored guests to Winter Court. And you would be doing the module Winter's Embrace here. So you'd arrive as honored guests, then you would assist with various things going on at Winter Court, and depart as honored and fair Emerald Magistrates, because that's what you've kind of been being. At least that's the way the track of the games in the RPG runs. As we know, no plan survives contact with the players, but that's the intended result. 
You have the scroll or the blade, and that can take place in the same winter court as Winter's Embrace, or it can be interspersed elsewhere. Right. And finally, the last module that's been released that has adventure content is the Roar of the Lioness. You can do this adventure before Winter's Embrace, before Winter Court, your your Emerald Magistrates, and you leave in more or less the same position as you started in. So this whole system has some big pluses. This is the published standard starting order. It starts at ranks one. It gets lots of status quickly. One assumes if future modules come out, they will kind of attach in this way. I don't know, though. And it doesn't ramp up its difficulty too fast. So those are some pluses. The minuses are there's no place in this really for a ronin or non-samurai to play. It's one of those things where most people playing clan samurai, but one person is playing that super exceptional ronin who got into the topaz champion but you wouldn't be able to play an all ronin party definitely and and you'd have to work a little bit to keep this ronin around and make that make sense in this particular track and it'd be very hard to do someone who's not a samurai at all Mm -hmm. the sense of regret module is not included you could technically play sense of regret as low-status samurai, but since you zip up to Emerald Magistrates, basically before the end of the beginning adventure, uh, it makes how Sins of Regret is structured very awkward. The only thing that occurs to me is, and I'm not entirely sure if this really does work, but if for some reason either after the Palace of the Animal Champion your characters say, hey, let's Mushishugyo and be Ronin for a bit. Or you are tasked with going undercover. We want you to go over here uh, and don't tell anyone you're a magistrate just yet. That's a, and I'm not quite sure. I would have to, like, I really would need to go through the module again and really look at would that work. But that's about the only way I can do it. I mean, you can still use, it must be said, you can still use the location and the setting. Oh, absolutely. But the the adventure itself would be harder. Yeah. So anyway, those are some of the minuses of that track. Plus, well, your players might expect it. <laughs> it might be a bit predictable. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, admittedly, like the Animal Magistrate campaign is a very classic campaign. Although admittedly, you know, it's a very classic campaign for a reason. But if your players are inexperienced with the Legend of the Five Rings, they might not be bored of that yet. So that might, that might not be quite so big a problem. But if you're running it and your experience with The Legend of the Five Rings, you may find running yet another magistrate group just too awful. You're like, no, not doing that. <laughs> you might want to explore something different. So that is a, an aspect, yeah. Right. So I've got another potential track for people to try out and see if, see if they like. Uh, and this one will definitely work for Ronan. So this one starts optionally with the Benegunner's box set. All right. This is if you've got some really, really new players and you want to get them to a place where they are um, more comfortable with the rules because the Beginner's box set is good for that. However, you adjust the ending because this track also works if they flunked their Genpuku or they 
did really badly in the beginner's box set. It kind of presumes that they were not super, super successful at the adventure or that they may have offended some people or otherwise have a reason not to become Emerald Magistrates at the end of it, which, albeit, is kind of realistic. So this might not be the best path if they go on and become the Topaz champion. Yeah. It, it must be said, I mean, there's, there's some, the options include they just don't get offered... Everyone goes, well done, you, well done, applause, I wish you luck in your future endeavours. And they don't then go say, now go off to the Emerald Champion's Palace. It can also be if, like, when when the, when the group, right, right we've, all, we've all done really well, now we're going to go on a Mushashugyo together, even if they've done brilliantly. Yeah. And and that's more or less what this is. So so basically this says, all right, you have become friends during the course of this Emerald Championship for various reasons. Now you are going to go on Mushashugo together and you are going to learn how to be adults before you come back to the your clans as as full samurai. So that would be the beginning of this. Yeah. But you could also not use that if you don't think you can quite see that ending up with the rest of the path but it's still useful it's still a a thing you might want to try either this is the second one or this is the you know this is your start if you're not doing with the beginner's box is you take the on the road encounters from palace of the emerald champion so that's the first act only because that gives a number of small encounters which can be used to introduce everybody to the rule sets, to the setting in a fairly low-key way before the difficulty ratchets up. And if you're not matching this directly to Palace of the Emerald Champion, then you can place these encounters pretty much anywhere. Right. You just say they're going to start walking in a direction, <laughs> and then they are walking, and, and you can have these encounters happen on the way. Oh, look what you found. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, kind of in that same vein, you would follow that up with the supplementary material, the downloadable material uh, called Cresting Waves, which is part of the supplementary p- material that goes along with uh, Path of Waves. Cresting Waves has three mini adventures, and they can be done as Ronin or students on Mushashugo anywhere in the Empire. And they're good little adventures. Uh, and will give you the XP so that your party has enough XP that they can start handling the later adventures. They don't have to be in order. So the Cresting Wave supplementary material for, for Ronin is is good stuff. You can then move on to the High Women, and you can pretty much set them in as written. They are Ronin, or they are Musho Shugyo Ronin, and they can just be hired to be caravan guards. And then they get sent to find that missing cart driver. You may have to scale down the final boss a little bit, but it is doable at this level. If, if they've had a chance to get some experience through the encounters from Palace Animal Champion and Cresting Waves. So that's a workable uh, next step. All right. And that is... Uh... So that has them starting to be doing some investigation. It's a little one. Your Saki caravan guards, your you know, your boss says he's got a missing 
driver, go check it out. But it's it's pretty straightforward. So um, that that gets you starting to investigate because obviously that will have to happen in these campaigns. The next adventure then, again, very much as Ronin, but you're poking around uh, in the nearest town, is the Sins of Regret adventure, um, which was designed for a Ronin party. And hopefully by this point, you'll have enough experience for it. You may need to tweak the combats a little bit, but since they don't tell you what level you're supposed to go into these adventures anyway, you know, at least you've got some under your belt at this point. Um, so sense of regret at the end of this adventure, then the party can choose to stay with the city for a while. Um, or at this point, they can move on to the wall. And why Why would they might want to move on to the wall? Um, if it's a Mushishugo, you remind them they're supposed to be moving on to the wall, <laughs> you know, to around doing different things. And the wall is a place where everybody on Mushishugo ought to go at some point. It's certainly a place where you can test yourself and there are things you can learn there you can't learn anywhere else. So it's certainly a, a thing to think about. And at this point, they have fought Shadowlands creatures which should give them a little confidence. And they might want to learn more about those Shadowlands creatures they have encountered prior to this, all of which could help steer them towards being recruited by the crab on the wall. And that can lead into Knotted Tales. So they meet the Knotted Tales on patrol, and then they learn information about a certain Mahutsukai that is going to lead them towards the mask of the oni adventure right so they help out the nezumi in nazi tales just because they are a crab patrol at this point not <laughs> not because they are emerald magistrates questing they just are a crab patrol and the nazi tales come to them asking for help but the nazi tales would then reveal information to them about a certain mahosukai that we encountered back in uh, Dark Harbors, uh, potentially, but they haven't encountered them yet. And then when they report to that, they report the results of their Notched Tales expedition. The crab commander then lights on the idea that there's these clues about uh, Mahosukai and sends them after that Mahosukai so they can... Initiate it based on the tips the PC provide in Knotted Tales, or the Crab Commander can learn of it from a different source. And they send the PCs as a unit, because they're successful now, to track down more information about the Mahosukai, and that initiates the Mask of the Oni adventure. By the end of Mask of the Oni, they have either died, which leads to the Wheel of Judgment, or they are now much bigger heroes than they were before. Because before they were just like scrub ronin. But now they are heroic ronin. The crab are eager to reward them. And a good reward is to send them away from the wall. And also the crab are eager to find traces of the certain Mahosukai who they assumably killed in Mask of the Oni. They have to find traces of that Masasukai's followers. So as a reward and to send them to hunt down more about a certain Mahosukai, 
the crab ascends this group to Slow Tide Harbor to track traces of that Mahosukai and their followers in case there is some remnant in the Empire. You may be able to modify the ending of Mask of the Oni to do that traditional thing where the villain escapes death at the last moment and then I'm now going to run away and hide myself somewhere else. And she's like, now, no, we need to find them and end them forever. And so this is kind of because you're sort of reversing the order. It's normally it's Dark Harbor, then Mask of the Oni, and then we're kind of swapping this around. So you might be able to modify things so that this actual, the actual individual escapes to Slow Tide Harbor. Right. But it's not necessary. But not necessarily. That's another way. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of where you're tracking down the followers of or maybe you you hear rumors that the person who taught them is in slow touch yeah that you're sending them that way right or they might have you know they might have summoned a shape-changing oni while they were there and you heard that they were there so you need to make sure that there's no oni damage or anything like that while they were there. So there's lots of reasons why the crab might want to send this group back towards Slow Tide Harbor, following the path that this uh, Mahosukai took. Yeah. So by the end of Dark Harbors, which is the GM screen adventure, by the end, they should have run serious attention from the local magistrates or an animal magistrate, the imperial families, which can vault them into a higher prestige position by the end of it even if they are straight up ronin to start with as opposed to clan samurai or mushashugyo they will have gotten a fair amount of fame and attention which can help lead them on to bigger and better things right when they're running uh, in dark harbors on the gm screen adventure uh, you you've had them tracking word back of the mahosukai they learn of the missing Atomo while they're there and have every reason to believe, because they've already primed to believe it, that that Atomo's disappearance might be related to the person they're investigating or the people they're investigating. Um, but And then they can follow that plot. It's trickier to run Dark Harbors without the Emerald Magistrate's badge, but you can... Do it with your own uh, fists and bar fights and other things. And, and you certainly are uh, physically capable of handling that at this point. Uh, at this point, they have done a favor for the Imperials. They have gotten a lot of prestige. They've gotten a lot of position, potentially. And have the local magistrate, an Emerald Magistrate, looking into the missing Atomo themselves, or the Imperial families... Uh, can then recommend that even though they're Ronin, uh, that that they should um, maybe be trekked out to try out to see if they could be Emerald Tiriki or Imperial Peacekeepers or Imperial Agents. Uh, you don't necessarily want to take them straight into Emerald Magistrates, though you could, but yeah, we're trying to get away from that. So at this point, you can go into the Palace of the Emerald Champion with some twists. You miss the first chapter because you've already done that. <laughs> you've already done the first section. Um, the Instead of doing training, 
you modify the adventure a little bit. So the NPCs that they are training with are instead actually evaluating the PCs to see how fit they are for Emerald Jiriki. So it's not actually training. It's more like a series of tests. At one point, Ruby champion Agasha Sumiko wants to meet with them just to get her personal feel for how these people who are doing so well on their tests do. While she is sitting there receiving them, you can twist this a bit. She can receive an urgent and very, very angry letter from Doji Kuanan demanding more information on Satsume's death. So rather than her, I have brought you in to investigate <laughs> Satsume's death as 16-year-olds, you're now aged and worldly wise and skilled people testing to be Emerald Jiriki and happen to be sitting there talking to the Ruby champion in your first meeting when she gets a really, really pissed off letter from Kawan and demanding more investigation into Satsume's death. Because as we know, Kawanan was released from Lion custody precisely to do that. So this is exactly why he's like, I need more information. And that's an excellent way of driving that forwards. Right. And at that point, she's already done a couple investigations. She's sick to death of people asking about Satsume's death. This is further along in the plot, right? You've had more time. And so she then asks the PCs, to look into it with their training just to get Kwan in the hell off her back so she can say she did another investigation <laughs> rather than, you know, I need to do this. She's just like, huh, this is another investigation. These people are new if they're competent because they you've proven that and you're pretty medium high level at this point, right? <laughs> they're competent. I can say I sent skilled you know, competent investigators who weren't part of the Emerald Magistrates organization to investigate it yet another time. And that gets Kwan and off my back. So at this point, it's probably been a year, <laughs> a busy year. Even if not, you know, your Musa Shugo will be technically over. You'll have developed bonds between all your PCs and any Ronin PCs which is good stuff. So you're kind of a group now for sure, after everything you've done together. Your players are also now experienced enough that you can start with inter-party clan politicking because they've been around a while. They should know the world by this point. They've seen a lot of different scenarios. So they should be experienced enough that you can introduce inter-clan politicking. And that's really easy to do at this point because Mushishogo is over. Your clan has obligations on you or has demands of you, but you're at the point where you're being asked to be or training to be or wildly successful as Emerald Yariki and the clans have a vested interest in keeping you in that position because that gives them influence of the magistrates and stuff. So instead of starting with clan politicking right out the gate, now you can start giving the members of your party different clan agendas while still having the cohesion of being an Emerald Shuriki group. So I like, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... As their first assignment as assigned Emerald Yuriki or Peacekeepers or Imperial Agents, they can be sent to Raw of the Lioness 
And by the end of that, assuming they have completed that successfully, they could be sent on to that year's winter court with their assigned agent. And that leads into the next adventure. Right. So at this point, they've been testing for and passed their test to be Emerald Yuriki, not Emerald Magistrates, or potentially Imperial Peacekeepers, or whatever you want them to have tested for while at the Palace of the Emerald Champion. This assumes that they are working for a higher status magistrate. And then as their first job for that magistrate, they go out and the magistrate spends all their time sipping tea with the Akoma Daimyo while they actually do the investigation for him or her in Roar of the Lioness. So that's just how that would work. And then their assigned agent, of course, this is Rokugan, their assigned agent, whoever it is, their Emma Magistrate, gets all the glory for all of the PC's hard work because, well, it's, it's Rokugan, right? That's also that's how life works. That is how life works. And therefore, their assigned agent, their magistrate or peacekeeper, whoever, gets the glory of getting to go to Winter Court and rewards their people with coming to Winter Court with them. And therefore, that gets you straight into Winter's Embrace. And to do Winter's Embrace really easily, even if your PCs are a ronin or, you know, maybe you don't want them being super high status in society, just have their assigned agent be a great personal friend of Kikita Ryoku. And that handles everything because you you have your Emerald Magistrate who's doing the schmoozing, but has asked you as PCs, as their own agents, to go help Kikita Ryoku out with a problem that she has. That's not a big difficulty at all. Yeah. And obviously, the scroll or the blade can come in here, also assigned by whoever's in charge of them or whoever's giving them their commissions. That can all be part of the Winter Court. So the, the scroll or the blade can happen then and be part of that adventure. And then finally, you've now been wildly successful at Winter's Court or not, but you, I mean, you're still high. Your assigned agent is getting all the credit, but you know is generous to you with rewards. And the final reward for the politicking your assigned agent has done is to get to go to a certain wedding at Kiyoshi Castle. And when they go, you do the wedding at Kiyoshi Castle module. Now, this module is not made for the high-level characters you will be at this point, but that doesn't mean it it can't be. If you take this and inflate, inflate the chances of a siege at the end and take it into full mass combat between the lion and crane here, uh, which is very easy to do, uh, you can have full-out battle and make this a, a pretty big big deal with the uh, eventual who holds Golden Valley, Katani Valley as like the the prize, I guess. By the end of this, they should have achieved really high status and glory. Depending on how they do in that last battle, they might easily outstrip their assigned agent and they can go forth and be full Emerald Magistrates, this time having earned it. <laughs> Or you can end the game here, or you can do anything. At this point, they're, they're really full in their own right, ready for whatever campaign you want, or, or to end the game, they'll, they'll have earned it. 
So that's an alternate path through it that you may find a little more sensible depending on how you see Rokugani society working. And at least it works for Ronin, so. Yeah, it gives another set of options, yeah. So you like? Yeah, I mean, let us know what you think. If any of you have actually run all the adventures in whichever order you have run them, we would love to hear what your experiences were. And you can conquest it in a variety of ways. And we, uh, like I say, we'd love to hear what your what your experiences were. But uh, I think that's it for us this week. So we wanted to do a call out to our patrons. Also call out to Fortune and Strife. That's our affiliated actual play podcast, as well as our friends at D20 Radio. Our content is funded by the Discord community Patreon, which supports our editing and website hosting costs. And on our website, you can find... Long-term information, RPG tools, summaries of our podcasts and forums, amongst other things. For our Patreons on Patreon, we have special bonus content like Adventure Seeds, early access to our Actual Play podcast, and more. Online, you can find us at our website, courtgamespod.com. On Twitter, we are twitter.com slash courtgamespod. And we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash courtgames. But that's it for us this week. This is Kikita Kaori. May the fortunes favor you. And I've been Kova. And until we meet again, keep your jade handy.